Do not try to escape. You are in my control. Look at me. I am the sum of all evils. Look carefully. My power infests all times, all galaxies, all dimensions. But many still seek me out. A green jewel they must possess. Hello and welcome to Happy Fun Time Movie Hour. My name is Eric. Sitting across from me is Arwen. We are the family-friendly podcast that talks about rated R movies. And more. And more. Uh, if you like us, come to our Facebook. We are Happy Fun Time Movie Hour. We're also on Twitter. We are at Funtime Movies 1. That is Funtime Movies and the number one. You can listen to us on all the platforms in the world, including Stitcher. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and more. Now let's get to the show. All right, we're back for a second week in a row. Today, I just, uh, I, I've been perusing through our email. Yes. And I noticed that we have some uh, fan mail with some questions. Oh. Yeah. First one's from a fellow named George. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, Dear Eric and Arwen, I really enjoy the podcast. It seems to be like the number one podcast I go to every week. Oh. Even when you're not here, I listen to old episodes. That's Just awesome. so that people know that you're, you're around. We appreciate that. I tell all my friends. However, I would really like you to try doing something more of a space opera. Okay. Like, I don't know. There's, there's one that was made in 1977, directed by some guy that uh, everybody seems to like. Why don't you try that one? <laughs> Sincerely, George. Shame George couldn't, you know, name drop that movie. Yeah, I know. He's uh, he's pretty subtle, isn't he? <laughs> pretty weird, huh? Yeah, very. So anyway, George, thanks for listening. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Thanks for listening. Um... I feel like you're wanting me to watch Star Wars. And uh, I would watch Star Wars if I had a a cut of it from, let's say, 1980. We own all the Star Wars. We do. And we also subscribe to Disney+. Plus. I'm just, uh, at the end of Jedi, when you see Hayden Christensen come out, it it's just, wrong. it makes me it's mad. It's wrong. It's wrong. Yeah. They should put the original cut out there. Yeah. So anyway, we got a second letter, by the way. Uh, it says, hey, Eric and Arwen, just wanted to drop you a line. I really enjoy your podcast. Mm-hmm. Tell all my friends about it. I got a friend named George. Turn him on to it. What? Nothing. Anyway, um, have you ever thought about doing something like uh, Mean Streets or uh, Taxi Driver? They're really good movies. I know you guys don't like to tackle sensitive subjects like Mean Streets does. And it's nuances. Raging Bull might be a good movie, too. We've talked about doing that one. Even The Departed, or a movie that I just recently saw on Netflix called The Irishman. Oh, anyway, sincerely, Martin. I thank you, Martin. Yeah. Well, Martin, we are thinking about doing Taxi Driver for sure. Yeah, you've been talking about that one. Mean Streets is a good one, Dog Day Afternoon. I thought about The Departed. It's a really good movie. Yeah. So, all those are contenders. Mm -hmm. Even Shutter Island, which is... uh, I don't feel like I've seen that one. Not as great. But it's still okay. 
That's a Leonardo DiCaprio movie, right? Yeah. How have I not seen that? I like his movies. I don't know. It's just never been... What's that um, movie about? It's about a guy that's, you know, trying to solve a murder on a in an insane asylum. Really? I don't know. <sighs> Flyer. <laughs> Aren't it today's movie? Wait, I got one more letter. <laughs> this one's from Luke. Mm. Now, Luke here writes, uh, Hola, mi amigos. Eric and Arwen. Mm-hmm. I, I say this in my native tongue of French. What? I don't know why he said that. It's weird. Anyway, he says, uh, I really enjoyed your uh, discussion on the fifth element. It really brought out a lot of memories. Mm-hmm. I recall the director had directed another movie that you have skirted around but not quite seen. Or discussed. And that movie is Leon the Professional. Uh Uh-huh. It's by far Natalie Portman's best movie since Star Wars The Clone Wars. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Just saying, that's what it says here. Anyway, uh, you guys talked about Valerian. That's Mm -hmm. a good movie, too. I really enjoy both movies. I'm I'm reading this out because I Google Translate, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard to piece together what he's actually saying. But anyway, I digress. I told all my friends about your podcast, by the way. You are huge in France. (laughs) What? (laughs) And, And I tell all my Spanish friends about you, too. France is really close to Spain. Yeah, it is. You know, they, they just... They have a border. They con- they converse. So, anyway, it'd be really nice to see your guys' take on Leon the Professional. And I thank you very much. Signed, Luke. Why, thank you, Luke. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> there's some fan mail. Can you believe it? It's hard to believe, yeah. It is hard to believe. <laughs> We might get more fan mail. You never know. That's true. That is true. So, anyway. The movie today is named after a magazine that started in France. That's weird, right? Actually, it makes a lot of sense now. Yeah. Uh, it has elements of uh, Moabis, I think it's name is. Mo- Moabis. Mo- yeah. How do you say Moabis's name? I don't know. So... Anyway, this movie is called Heavy Metal. It is rated R, 1981, and we watched this on DVD. Yep. Let me explain this, though. This movie is exactly what Happy Fun Time Movie Hour is tailored for. Mm -hmm. It was obscure movies, movies that I liked when I was younger, movies I like now. It, it, It wasn't supposed to be like... A grind. Right. And so, when you feel the grind, you gotta stop and think for a while. Mm-hmm. And, and it's really one of the reasons why I stopped doing the podcast for a couple couple months, yes. weeks. Is because I really needed to get my center of gravity back. Mm-hmm. Heavy Metal was a magazine that I found once in a garbage dumpster. Really? 
Yes. Why were you in the garbage dumpster? Uh, no, it was it was in a garbage dumpster, but I saw it and oh. I picked it up. Okay. And in this magazine was a story about Den. Oh, okay. Um, who is featured in the movie. Yes. I had not seen the movie. I did not know there was a movie at that point. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was plenty of nudity. Was was the Den story the same as in the movie, or was it's it a different? different? It's a different kind of story oh, okay. altogether. Also, in the in the movie, Den is clothed. In the books, nobody's clothed. Oh, yeah, clothes don't exist. So, never so wear. in 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 the book, uh, the magazine, they knew how to draw penises. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because they clearly didn't know how to do that no, in this they, movie. You saw his penis at the beginning. I didn't of the see thing. any penises in there. You I saw looking. so many boobs. Yeah, and I'm like, really, guys? So really? <laughs> so it's a French book, you know, mm-hmm. with French artists and things like that. Uh, it it kind of is like a fu to the comic book industry, saying we're not going to do you know Be adhere to your self censor censorship. We're going to do our thing. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, uh, they're they're much more at ease with their bodies yeah, in Europe. Yeah, but this is sold in America. I understand that, but if it's coming from the culture of the French, mm-hmm. it makes a lot of sense. Well, it's, it's more American now, is what I'm trying to say. Oh, okay. Um, but it's still the same content. Okay. Or similar content. But also in this story was a story from Lady Chatterley's lover. Weird. Just drawn out. So the first time I ever read anything about Lady Chatterley, it was in... This obscure book that I just found in a garbage bin. Isn't that a porno? It's softcore pornography. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it was a Harlequin romance. Oh. Not, not really a Harlequin romance, one but it's one of those romance romance books. books. Yeah, Man, it's those about are a the worst. Books. It's about a guy who loses his. Uh, he's paralyzed from I think the waist down, and his wife gets frustrated and starts banging the gardener. Aww. So, and he kind of allows it and doesn't care. So. Well, what's he going to do? <laughs> yeah, what's he going to do? Chase the guy? <laughs> you ain't got no legs, boy. Aww. Anyway, this this movie is directed by Gerald Patterson. Uh, Patterton, I'm sorry. Gerald Patterton. Uh, John Bruno. John Hollis. Julian Harris. Jimmy T. Markami. Uh, Barry Nelson. Paul Sabella. Jack Stokes, uh, Dino Van Lamsverd, and Harold Whitaker. Now, I don't know any of these uh, directors. Mm-mm. All I know is that they all contributed to, to, to direct this movie, which is a movie that is split up into several sections to tell an overarching story about a green ball of evil. Mm-hmm. I, I saw Ivan Reitman's name at the beginning, Producer, too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he got this all together. And I don't know why they thought this movie would be successful or anything. Um, It's a cult hit. Mm -hmm. So when uh, I was going to Walmart and uh, I saw them stocking this, like this was only like five weeks ago. I know. Four or five weeks ago. You got it pretty cheap too. Yeah, $5.99. And I was like, oh, excuse me. And I took it out of her hand. (laughs) She must have been very surprised. uh, Yeah. I'm like, I have to own this movie now. Um, I've seen it on Crackle. You could probably see it on YouTube for free. Uh, Or at least parts of it. 
I've we've seen it on DVD. We saw like some updated animated version of it, and yeah. it wasn't very good. No, um, a lot of it was storyboards near the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and we saw it uh, on on VHS originally. I made you watch it on VHS originally. Yeah, I was not into that at that time. I don't know why. It's a great movie. Um, it stars too many people. A lot of them are names that you would recognize, though. Yeah, yeah. You like, got John Candy, yeah. uh, Harold Ramis, Eugene Levy. Um, all three of those were from SCTV. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't think of anybody else's name off the top of my head. No, but those were at least three that I saw. And Eugene Levy was scattered throughout all of the, the, yeah. the different stories. Yeah. So... It's based on the anthology magazine Heavy Metal, as I've explained. Um, it it is an adult oriented material, very much. Lots of nudity, lots of um, violence and mm-hmm. gore. Um, a lot of the covers were drawn by H. R. Giger at first, um, and and Moebus, however you say his mm-hmm. name. So we get a lot of that. Um, you told you you kept making Valerian and Fifth Element Fifth Element uh, references during this movie, and likely so because Moebus was inspired. Lupusan was inspired by Moebus. It makes who, a lot of sense. Who drew the, at least the last segment? Okay, yeah, yeah. Like uh, one of our. Well, we'll get into it. Yeah. So anyway, we we open up with the green ball. And some words are said, mm-hmm. and then we see a space shuttle flying over Earth, or where we conceive is Earth, mm-hmm. perceive, I mean. And a uh, man in a car drops out of it. Convertible. Yeah, convertible, and uh, falls to Earth. Very much like what Elon Musk did with his uh, Absolutely, stunt. and it's why. Yeah. He's a fan of the movie. Yeah, I was like... Well, that looks familiar. Except that car hasn't crashed into the earth yet. Nope. <laughs> he sent... he Elon sent his away from Earth, right? I think so. <laughs> so, this is called soft landing. Okay. They they get to... He, he hits Earth, and he just drives home. It's funny. He hits Earth, and then lets his... Uh, yeah, and then the chute Chute comes out. I'm like, you're weird. a little late. Um, Let's see here... So he he heads home. Yeah. And he's got this case. Yeah. And this girl comes downstairs. Hey, Daddy, what'd you bring me? And he goes, I brought you something. And he opens it up and it immediately dissolves him. I think it's because he touched it. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that or he it, it just was like, I unleash my power. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so the, the rest of the movie is the green ball that is eventually named Lochnar mm-hmm. to kind of confront this girl. For some reason that we will reveal in a little while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's he's currently terrifying her into listening to these stories. And I'm like, yeah. why? Yeah, he's, <laughs> Why not just kill her? <laughs> he's pure evil. He calls himself that. He says, I think he said he was uh, all evils at one point. Yeah. The sum of all evils. And so he starts telling this story. And we see this scientist or archaeologist who is... He's a professor. Yeah. He's digging something up with these little anteater-like looking things. See, I wasn't sure. 
I think most of the stories where you see at the beginning are on Earth. Yeah. But at, at this point, I was like, are we on a different planet? Because all these things are a little weird. Well, aliens have invaded Earth and, yes. and started living I, I kind of got and, that a little later, but that. at first I was like, wait, did we transport? Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and they find the Loch Nahr, and one of the guys goes to pick it up and immediately dissolves. Yes. So, good on that Loch Nahr. Like, how'd they get it does. into the thing? Yeah. And, and then, then we we're transported to... Right to New York. Yeah. And and I immediately go, well, this looks like Fifth Element. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. Um, there's flying cars. There's cars on the road. Uh, it stars a cabbie. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, it's a, following a cabbie with a rare red-haired girl. Yeah. I mean, I was like, hmm, seen, seen something like this before. Yeah. <laughs> Except um, this is original. <laughs> and the driver's name is Harry Canyon. Yes. And uh, this woman, like, her father is shot, and these gangsters are after her, and she jumps into this car. But before that, Harry has a fare. Yes. And he's driving the guy to the UN building, which is a bunch of low-rent apartments now. Yes. And the guy pulls a gun on him. Harry like flips something underneath his foot and kills the guy immediately with this glowing like a yellow ray. Yeah. death ray. Yeah. Apparently it's, you know, a normal thing. Yeah. And it's... he just takes the guy's gun and throws it in the glove part with all the other guns and hand grenades. Mm-hmm. So So we know he's got a self defense. Yeah. But the the girl's running away. She she asks for help. He goes, Oh, I shouldn't do this, but you know, there's something about her. So she immediately falls asleep in the cab, which I thought yeah, was she weird. she passes out. And I was like, hmm, seen that scene before. <laughs> <laughs> and so he uh, he takes her to the police station. He goes, I want to report a murder. The The place is, like, barricaded down. I mean, The, the weird thing here is that the cop was like, yeah, it's like $1,000 a day for, for the investigation. Yeah. I was like, what kind of world is this? <laughs> <laughs> they also show, like, hookers. They're like, hey, Harry. Yeah. And he's like, kiss my ass or something like that. And yeah. she's like, I'll do that for 20 bucks. Yeah, that's right. You know? And, yeah. And he's like, ugh, hookers. And uh, and they show this, like, little green guy getting, you know, taken to jail. And he goes, no, I swear I'm a United States citizen. I must have left my papers somewhere. And he said something about illegal aliens. <laughs> yeah. Because, ah, uh, friggin' illegal aliens. <laughs> So yeah, he uh, he wants they want to charge him lots of money for the investigation, but he, he just turns he, around, he declines and leaves. And yeah, like ah, you'll be back. Who well, you can't do any better than this? So, yeah, it's very odd. New York is very much a crime capital right now. It's just, but based on the eighties, that's where New York was going. Oh yeah, yeah. Historically, it was pretty bad. Yeah. So he takes her back. She explains to him. That the the uh, Venusians yeah really want this orb, and she's the only one who knows where it is, and they're gonna kill her. And so he's like, "Well, you can just stay here tonight." And then he goes to bed. Yeah, he makes a sandwich, eats a little bit, and then goes to bed. It's and dark. I'm like, what? And so you he's don't like, know "This woman." He's like, "You can sleep on the couch." She doesn't think that that's a good idea. No, she'd rather get humped. Yep. And humping they do. This is like the first time I ever watched an adult-rated uh, cartoon. Mm-hmm. And I was shocked. <laughs> it's not really that shocking now. It's still no. a little bit like, why is everybody's boobs out? But it's yeah. still like, 
it's not as shocking as it was the first time I saw it. And probably for a lot of people. Yes. The, the, the boobs in this are just ridiculous. Yeah. They're, they're all like J cups. They're ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) So they have sex. And then when he wakes up, the cops are there and they're like, Hey buddy, where's the girl? And he's like, I don't know where the girl is. Yeah. She must've gone to dinner. Well, so they, they say, uh, Call us when she she contacts you, and if you don't, you're both gonna die. And I'm yeah. like, but if she doesn't contact him, then your logic is flawed. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets into his cab, and of course the gangsters are there. Yes. And he's like, ah, you don't want to, you don't want to touch that death ray there, buddy. Um, we can make you rich. He's kind of like a like kingpin that. type man. Yeah, he's kind of like yeah, kind of like. Wilson Fisk. Except gross. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little itchy looking. Yeah. So, uh, he gets a message. I kind of like this. He's like sitting at a light and there's this message floating orb machine. Yeah. That's like, you have a message, you know, do you accept the charges? And I was like, even in the future, there's still reverse charges. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but he's he's told by the girl that yes. she's at the Statue of Liberty. Meet her, meet her there. He has to get rid of some guys on flying motorcycles, though, and he does that with ease. I know. Very much like Corbin Dallas. Yeah. He makes it to the uh, the Statue of Liberty. She shows him the Lochnar. She's made a deal with uh, the, Big Bad Dune. Yeah, and, the Kingpin. Yeah, at, for 300000 whatever their money Chrono is. Chrono dollars. Yeah. I, I was like, I don't get their money system. But I was like, huh. Well, a chrono dollar is like a dollar except with a chrono na- attached to it. I get that. So she's easily bought at this point. Yeah. Because she wants to save her life. And he, cabby guy, Harry, he goes, I'll escort you for half. Yep. 150000 chrono dollars. Mm-hmm. That's going to make him a rich man. Yeah, yeah. And he probably assumes that they're a couple now. Yeah. So really, well, he probably thinks he's getting three hundred out of he all did, of this. He did. He did hitch his trailer. That doesn't mean diddly squat. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they go to the meeting place. They yep. make the exchange. The exchange is it's really good. easy exchange too. Yeah, I like, like half expected boom, boom. something else. And she gets into the cab. He's like, "Hey, baby, we should go on a vacation," and. Uh, and she's like, nah, I think I'm just going to do this all by myself. Mm. And so uh, she he's tells like, him to pull over, yeah. pulls a gun on him. Yeah. And he goes, man, I really liked her, too. Yeah. So he flips the switch, kills her. So it, the funny thing about her death, we'd already seen one of these happen before. Yeah. And it was pretty much just melt. Mm-hmm. It took off all of her clothes first. Oh, did it? Yes, I didn't it, notice that. Yes, it did. It took off all of her clothes first and then slowly melted her away. And I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> well, maybe her clothes were more flammable than her body. They cut back to the gangster. <laughs> and the gangster opens up the Lochnar and he Don't grabs move. it yeah. and he melts. Yep. So that's the theme of this movie. Everybody melts. Yeah, don't touch the Lochnar. That's... That's the rule. Don't touch it. We cut back to the uh, the little girl screaming in the corner, mm-hmm. the Lochnar monologuing for no reason. Well, he's and, telling the story, and he's like, he's like, sometimes I'm worshipped like a god. 
And yeah, he, uh, they, we go to this little nerdy guy, 18 years old, doing a science experiment on lightning, found the Loch Nahr, mm-hmm. not glowing. So he grabs it and puts it in his house next to the expensive- All of his other rocks. Yeah, stuff. This is John Candy's voice. Yes. He's the only one that I could verify in my, in my ears of who was speaking. Yeah. And it took me a while because I haven't heard John Candy's voice in so long. It's been a long time. Yeah. That I was like, he sounds so familiar. Um, so he's doing an experiment. He's hoping that something cool is going to happen. Lightning strikes something. Electricity goes everywhere. The Loch Nars is activated and sends this kid all the way back through another rift and somewhere yeah and and he ends up on top of this pyramid where people are trying to get ulu tech well not only that but he's transformed in this process oh yeah he's transformed and in that transformation process you see his donger by the way oh okay see Uh, i didn't see that yeah and yeah he's completely nude and he's like he's like I'm not gonna not gonna be walking around with my dork hanging yeah. out, and so like he finds like a, a cloth to put around his waist, and uh, there's a topless woman that's going to be sacrificed to Ulutek, which is Cthulhu backwards, by the way. Oh, is it? Yeah. Check oh, that out. okay. Check that out. Yeah. Knowledge bomb, boom. <laughs> and he saves her by he jumps into jumping the into water. the water. Putting her binding feet around his neck and swimming through a tube that seems endless. Yeah. So she's going backwards, uh-huh. drowning, basically. Yeah. And he's swimming through and he's like, I hope she's okay. Yeah. He's he's like, I thought I'd drown by now, but my new body seems to be fine. I hope hers is too. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a lower voice. Yeah. He's like, Ugh. So I think from the credits, I gathered that his name was Dan. Yeah, Dan. And now it's Dan. Well, it's Dan because it's it's his first, middle, and last name acronym. Oh, Yeah. So okay. he calls himself Den. Ah, I, I am wondered. Den of Earth. Okay. And her name was like Catherine. Catherine. And we find out she's from Earth, too. She's so also this from is Earth. weird. So he's 18 years old. Mm-hmm. She's 81 years old. Did we find that out? No. It's in a it's in a uh, deleted scene where she goes, "I was eighty one on my Earth." Oh, that's funny. So uh, we notice that she has the most beautiful eyes. That is funny because clearly her boobs are out. Yeah, her <laughs> eyes are also closed when they say that. Too. Yeah, <laughs> she has the most beautiful eyes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, she does, and she has those K's going. All right, and all the women do. And, uh, yeah, even the queen had her boobs out. Uh-huh. So, we haven't even gotten that far. Yeah, we did. She was the one uh, worshipping uh, Ulutek, trying to sacrifice Ulutek, her to Ulutek. Her boobs were out then. Oh, I thought that that was the, the dude. Never no. mind. No, we don't see the dude until right That's now. That's right. She goes, well, I don't have any money to pay you, but, you know, you can take whatever you want. And so he's like, okay, I'm going to have sex with you. Uh-huh. And just before he has sex with her... They get captured yes. by monkey people and goblins. I, I called the beast men because a lot of them were different animals. Yeah. And they're taken to this guy named Arge or something like that. <sighs> Let me find it. Arnick. I thought it was. A-R-D. Is it, oh, okay. Ard. I had a hard time with names. They didn't say a lot of people's names no, in they this didn't. either. They didn't. I had to look up Catherine's name. They said her name. It, she said her name like briefly. 
That was the, that was one of the few times that I caught. They never the name. say the redhead's name in the beginning. No, no. So I just anyway. called her girl. Names don't really matter. Yeah. So this guy's put uh, the girl in a glass box. She looks dead, but she's not. She's not dead. Um, Den fights the guards off and shoots Ard, and Ard uh, heals. And he's like, oh, I see why they made this guy the boss. <laughs> John Candy really le- lent yeah. himself for the comedic bits. And uh, so Den is told to go steal the Loch Nahr and uh, and the girl will be in him will be released. Yes. Okay. He has to go with uh, Ard's team. Yeah. And uh, they go underground. Yeah. And it kind of reminded me of like Dungeons and Dragons or Lord of the Rings. I was thinking Lord of the Rings. Um, a lot of this, uh, it, they they did some rotoscope stuff where the backgrounds were real backgrounds, and they just animated these things in. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk about the animation in a in a little while, but it's it's piecing together like real world stuff and animation at mm-hmm. the same time. It's very it's mixed media. Interesting. And we see that especially in the uh, weird spaceship one. Yeah. Um, so Den's like looking for the Loch Nahr after they almost get eaten by a big old hairy beast. And uh, wouldn't you know it, he got a handful of boob. <laughs> not only, not only any boob, the queen's boob. Yep. And so she's like, she's like, castrate him. Yeah. And so he's fighting the guys off and she's like, oh, now I want him. Well, her eyes did something. Yeah. You know, they glowed. They, I think they glowed green a bit. So I think the orb was directing her. That's possible. Yeah. It's highly possible. Yeah. Cause so she did a 180 about yeah, and castrating like, and like, she's like, hold no, on. I need that penis for exactly. a little while. Yeah. And so they have sex. Yes. And while they're having sex, the gorilla man steals the Loch Nahr and returns it to Ard. Yes. Um, they tell the queen, the, you know, queen's guards tell the queen, hey, the Loch Nahr's gone. And she's uh-huh. like, ah, oh, off with his head. He jumps out a window into the moat, then jumps on a monstrous, weird animal <laughs> and rides off into the sunset. Yeah, there's some weird stuff that goes on here. Then we see that the girl's being sacrificed again, again to Ulatek. Yes, and Den, Den has to save her. Den actually is the one who's holding her. Well, oh, he grabs her when yeah. they're about ready to throw her in. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh, you saved me!" And then the they ride off. There's like a thing that happens before oh, that. He he. Uh, there's a chain. Yeah, and he takes one of the spears because and he. He throws the chain up there. Because Ulatek is coming out of yes. the water. They're fighting over the Loch Nahr, Ard and the Queen are. Mm-hmm. And lightning, lightning storm. hits. Yeah. It might have killed Ulatek, but Doesn't it disappears yeah. uh, the Queen and Ard. Uh-huh. And they're like, where did they go? He goes, probably back to Earth. Boy, is my mom going to be mad. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but... The funny thing is, is that she wants to grab the Loch Nahr and rule this kingdom. Mm-hmm. He's like, nah, I got better things to do with my time. 
She goes, but don't you want to go back to Earth? He goes, nah, I like it better here. Uh-huh. <laughs> Over there, I was a nerd. Over here, I'm Den. And that's how that story ends. And yeah, they, like, see... fly off. Then, all right, what's the next one? Now they go back to the house. Yeah. Um, and then they're talking uh, the the space station. Right. They go up to this high-tech-looking space station. Yeah, the Hanover. Yeah. And the Lochnar is now marble-sized. Mm-hmm. And this little unassuming man just picks it up. And then we see the trial of Captain Stern. Yes. Now, Captain Stern was a staple in heavy metal comics. Okay. His stories were about three, four pages long. And it always was him running away from somebody because he did something horrible that you didn't get to see because it was all off screen or off panel. Uh Uh-huh. So he was always trying to get out of some kind of mess. Yeah. And that was Captain Stern in a nutshell. And that's what this is in a nutshell. Yeah, he's finally on trial. Yeah. Uh, He had like 12 counts of murder. Yeah. 14 counts of theft. Uh Uh-huh. 22 counts of piracy. Yep. And then I kind of stopped. But there there was like 30-some counts of rape. Yeah. And the whole time he looks really smug after everything's announced. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I remember that one. (laughs) Yeah. And so they ask him how he pleads. And he goes, not guilty. And everybody goes, what? His lawyer is like, his lawyer's like, are you crazy? His lawyer's shaking his hands trying (laughs) to grab water or something. You know? And he's like, he's like, hey. You need to plead guilty. This is not going to work out for us. Yeah. He goes, he goes, I have an angle. <laughs> so his angle is Hanover Fist. Yes. They call Hanover Fist and they're like asking him questions and they're like, can you testify on his behalf? And he goes, oh yeah, he's a nice guy. If you don't, blah, blah, you know. Yeah. He's, he's touching that marble mm-hmm. during the whole trial like a fidget spinner. But it literally isn't the marble that's doing this to him. Oh No. Uh, he does this on purpose. He turns into this hulking monster and starts chasing Stern through the spaceship. Yes. Uh, where he's intending on killing him. So they go, they chase him around. There's like a little egg robot that's like telling Stern where to go. Yeah. And he corners Stern. Yeah. He like is destroyed portions, portions of, of this, this space, space station. station. Yeah. <laughs> and he's gonna get him he's gonna get him and then he goes he goes all right Hanover you did your job and he's pulling out some money and he gives him money and uh, the guy stops he goes shrinks back down to size he goes no problem boss he goes oh and Hanover yes boss goodbye yeah and he pulls a lever or hits a button or something and Hanover gets shot into uh, the open space mm-hmm. never to be heard from again yeah, you see uh, his arm is hurtling towards a planet. Yeah. Just, like, the bottom portion is still holding, the like, the marble. Right. Yeah. Good scene. And then we get to one, probably one of the more cinematic scenes in the whole movie is the yeah. B, B-21 bombers or whatever they were. Yeah, straight into World War II. Um, Ish. To, yeah, to the Pacific Pearl. Yeah. And... This is a B-something air bomber airplane. Yeah. It's got quite the crew on it. They're fighting their hearts out, but, you know, most of the crew are dead. So the co-pilot says, I'm going to go back and check on them. Can you keep this thing flying? He goes, of course I can. 
I don't see how, since there's gaping holes through this entire machine. I know. And three of the four propellers are moving, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they're barely flying. So he goes down there and he sees all the dead bodies and he's like, oh boy, not good. Mm -hmm. And then the Loch crashes into it. Yeah, well, he and lodges itself into yeah, it. Yeah, he he notices that it's floating or following them, so he yeah. lets the pilot know, and then uh, it lodges itself into one of the crevices. Yeah, and you you see the plane still flying, and you see the green light, and then you see the green light affecting all of the dead bodies, and you're like, well, this isn't good. Yeah, and then we just become uh, Night of the Living Dead on an airplane. Yeah. Yeah. So he's looking around and all the dead bodies are gone. Mm -hmm. So where did they go? Don't know. So he checks on one of the gunners and uh, it's in this like dome. Yeah. He opens it up and of course some arms grab him and he's gone and they kill him. Yeah. And And so the pilot gets fed up and puts it in autopilot. Yeah. Because he can't get a hold of the co-pilot anymore. He's like, darn it. I have to check it myself. He goes out there and he sees the zombies and he just jumps off the airplane. <laughs> I don't blame him. He just <laughs> he's just nopes out. Yeah. He's like, nope. <laughs> Later. He lands on this island and he's exploring around and it turns out that this is kind of like a graveyard for airplanes mm. and probably people and definitely zombies. Yep, they're zombies. And he's killed. Yes. So that was entertaining. And then it goes right into uh, the, the like an alien spaceship. Yeah. To the Pentagon. Yep. And they're landing while well, they're hovering over the Pentagon, sort of. It's funny because they're ha- like having this press conference or, or something yeah, about how like a doctor, there's mutants. A doctor is coming in because he's an expert on all this. Yes. And he's going to tell the Pentagon, you know. What's up? Because mm-hmm. people are having arms growing out the back yeah, of their Yeah, head there's a mutant stuff. problem in like Arizona or yeah. something, you know. And he's insistent that there's no UFOs. And as he's saying this, it's really funny. There's this giant UFO yeah. hovering over the Pentagon. And the stenographer's there and she's like taking notes. She's got this brooch on that's yeah. green uh-huh. and it keeps glowing. And it's the Loch Nahr. Is it? Yes. I was wondering if it was or not. And it activates that doctor. Yes. To try and rape her. I don't know. He definitely <laughs> went for her boobs. So <laughs> the, the doctor's abducted. The girl's abducted. And like, it looks like a straw. <laughs> yeah. It looks like them sucking through a straw. Uh-huh. And and they're abducted. You find out that the doctor is a robot. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, how are we going to put that thing back together? I don't know. Let's just take it somewhere. Okay. And so this other robot with like cone ears mm-hmm. and like a very square body, uh, he's like, "Hey, ma'am, uh, you need to come with me." And yeah, she's like, I, "I've got appointments and everything," and he's like, "No, you're not going back home." Yeah, you can cancel all your appointments. <laughs> you're you live with here now. <laughs> so the two guys that are piloting this ship are basically Cheech and Chong. One's Harold Ramis, the other one's Eugene Levy, I think. Mm-hmm. And they're just doing a Cheech and Chong impression. Yeah, uh, they they get out this like 
it reminds me of a Zamboni, but it's not a Zamboni. And instead yeah. of it sucking up dirt, it's like lining layers of what looks like possibly cocaine. Yeah, it's definitely something and, to yeah. make them a little inebriated. Yeah, and he's like, is this good? And he's like, nah, let's let's caution, you know. And so it just is everywhere. Yeah, and so they're like, nose dive. And then they're, <laughs> you just see him snorting like cartoons do all over the ground. So they get high. We cut back to the robot and the girl. And of course, they she's had fully, sex. Yeah, she's fully nude. They they did it. Yeah. She's probably not concerned about anything anymore. She says she has a boyfriend, but I guess that's off. Yeah. And the robot is asking her to marry him. Yeah. You know, mixed marriages don't work. That's what she said. Yeah. But he winds her down. Yeah. You know, and she agrees. Yeah. And the, uh, the spaceship itself is trying to get to this space station mm-hmm. with a lot of graffiti on it and weird stuff like uh like valerian martian lives matter yeah it looks like the city of a thousand <laughs> planets and very much like valerian yeah and they they go and they they quote unquote land mm-hmm. the aircraft and then that's pretty much it yeah yeah uh, they're gonna have a jewish wedding yeah the end it's a We're funny bu- one but it's, it's weird. It's, it's weird, yeah. Um, then they go back to the house, and yeah. uh, he mentions future destroyer to the girl yeah. that she's a future destroyer or something. That she's going to destroy him one day, and he wants to prevent that. So he's going to kill her now. Yeah. But first he wants to show her... One more. One more story. Which seems like a bad idea. Yeah, yeah it's his own destruction. He's yeah. like Thanos. Uh, <laughs> so we go to some post-apocalyptic world probably earth probably not it seems like this is a different planet the Loch Nahr crashes into a mountain yes and uh people are like "Ooh, there might be food up there i don't know why but hundreds of people flock to the site <laughs> they're just dumb it overflows and uh seemingly kills them yeah. but it turns them into mutant evil monster people uh-huh like they're Ash's really army. green yeah they're yeah. like ash's army from army of darkness mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it just it doesn't make sense yeah one guy has a robotic arm that comes into play later uh-huh and so the first thing they're like is like oh i got an idea let's kill anything that moves and they're like yeah let's do that so that's what they do they go to this city and they just kill anything that isn't their color skin Yes. <laughs> and there we see these elders and they're like, oh, we're peaceful. We can't fight these guys. We don't even know what a weapon looks like. And they're like, oh, boy, we, we used to have one weapon. And they called him Tarnik. Yeah, I think that's. And they're like, yeah, but Tarnik's been dead for years. Ah, but there, there's one. There's, there's a daughter, Tarna. That's her name, Tarna. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so they chant her name. Like that. Yeah. And then... And then they get a weird bulldozer drill thing just smashes through their front yes. door. And then we get we get her. You know, we see this robed figure. Well, we see all those guys die. No, we don't. Well, we don't... We see the first guy die. We cause... see the first guy die, and then it switches over to the robed figure on the bird. Yeah. And I was like, I bet she's naked. It's a flying chicken. <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, you know, pubic hair is interesting. Why? You always expect it to be one kind of color, like the color of the hair of the person that they have on their head. Mm-hmm. But That's this not... woman has white hair, 
and then she has white hair down there. Yeah. That's... I thought her hair was kind of purpley. No, it was mm. white. Anyway. Her face makeup was purpley. Yeah, that's true. Um, so... So, this was all rotoscope, by the way. So, oh. an actual actress... Yes. ...acted out these parts. Uh-huh. There were no lines. She has no lines in this whole entire scene. Mm-hmm. They show her walking to a pool, undressing, swimming across the pool to a chest, opens the chest, puts on some uh, questionable battle, battle, battle clothes, clothing, gets out a sword, goes back to her uh, bird and flies to the city where everyone's dead. Yeah, as as she got done with that, I go, I wonder if she realizes how much time she took doing that. <laughs> um, Tarna is very skilled with her sword and mm-hmm. we see this in a bar yes where she comes in some guys hit on her she cuts off all three of their heads she points to the medallion to the bartender the bartender goes oh do you see that glowing area they're somewhere around there so she flies over there mm-hmm. they capture her and the bird it was pretty dumb yeah they torture her they throw her in a pit uh-huh. to die they throw I her guess. in that pit but then they throw her clothes in yeah, and they threw this other dude in. They threw the other guy way down. That yeah, guy's not coming died. back. Yeah. So, but they hadn't killed her bird yet. She puts on her clothes. The bird it saves her. The bird saves itself and then saves yeah. her. It's kind of interesting. And then and then they fly away, but then the bird gets shot, and so they have to land. She, There's suddenly she meets up with the bad guy. A, a battle to the death with the main bad guy. He's got a has, pizza cutter on his arm yeah, now. Yeah, spinning like pizza cutter, like saw. Yeah, thing it's going a little on. weird. Cuts her up a little bit. He gets cut up a little bit. And then she uses his own weapon against him. Kills him. Yeah, because the bird wasn't dead. The bird actually uh, helped save her. Yeah. She gets on the bird. Gets out her sword. They fly to the, the, the green rock, the, the Loch Nahr. Yeah, and the Loch Nahr talks to her. Yeah, it's like, hey, don't do this. Yeah. You're just asking for trouble. Uh-huh. You're going to sacrifice yourself. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. She sacrifices herself, explodes the Loch Nahr. For some reason, the Loch Nahr in our real time. Yes, with the little girl. It starts to explode. Uh-huh. So the little girl runs out of there. Smart. House explodes. Loch Nahr's dead. She doesn't know what to do. She can't drive a car. Now the bird shows so up. A magic bird shows up. She gets on the magic bird, shakes her head. She's got the long white hair. White hair and she's a little she's older. Now a Tarakian. Yeah, she's got the tattoo. Yeah, and and that's the end of the movie. Yeah, the end of the movie. Now, something we didn't mention is that throughout this entire uh, movie, there is a soundtrack playing. Oh yeah. And lots of music. As as we talked about in our last podcast about soundtracks, this movie has an amazing soundtrack. This movie was delayed because of this soundtrack. Was it? Um, it was delayed for home media release uh, because they couldn't licensing do rights. the licensing rights well enough. That and makes this sense. This movie did not make any money. Oh no, I can't imagine that it did. So, yeah, uh, you got like. Black Sabbath, Journey, um, we heard Sammy Hagar, Stevie Nicks, Stevie Nicks, lots and lots of songs, tons of songs. Yeah, and we'll probably talk about this in one of our part two of Mm -hmm. our soundtrack list because I had totally forgotten how big this soundtrack was. 
Um, the animation. Let's talk about that. I liked the mixed media of this. Um, they did not digitally retouch this movie. Mm-mm. And so it's very grainy in certain areas. Yeah. And I kind of appreciate that, that they left yeah, it that it's way. It's a little dirty. Like, New York looks dirty. Yeah. The people look sickly and dirty. Mm-hmm. Well, even space didn't look clean. clean. No. You know, um, maybe the Captain Stern part did. That looked very clean, but you know, I I liked the mixed media of things looking real at certain times, like at the beginning with the car. Yeah, the car looked real but cartoony at the same time yeah. because they had drawn over those even, cells. Even when uh, the spaceship was flying through, yes, the asteroid field, we saw like the the starship Enterprise for no reason. Yes, that was interesting. There was a couple um, and, of famous some other ships, spaceships. In there. Like Sputnik or something. Yes. So we got to see some weirdness going on with that. Um, one of the uh, ships was a uh, two double A batteries just taped together. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, the house exploding at the end looked like a model. Yeah. That had been blown up. And that they animated. Over. Yes. Yeah, that's that rotoscope I'm yeah. telling you about. So I thought I, I I really liked how they did that because I don't think that they could have um, animated things as well without doing some of that mixed media. Right. So now we're going to play our favorite game. Uh-oh. What do you think the budget for this film was? Oh, my God. This was, what, the 70s? 79 to 81, yeah. Okay. Um, I, I'm not good at this. I haven't done I know, this game in a it's long our time. Game. Oh, I hate this game. I'm going to say 150000 Holy crap. That's That's way too low. $9,300,000. Okay, see, I'm really bad at this. You can at least do million instead of thousand. You know, thousand well, is less I, than a million. I, people made a dollar an hour back then. $150,000 seems like a lot. It, no, it doesn't. It's probably the not. The average film was like $12 million. Was it? Yeah. Oh. In the 80s? <clears throat> so this was $90 million? No, it was $9,300,000. Oh, you know I... <laughs> I have math dyslexia. You can't give me numbers. Um, that seems like a lot of money, though. But yeah. it is, it is, you know, doing a real model, doing a real live action, and then animating over top of it. Right. So, yeah. So a lot it. of people were involved in this. Uh, yes. A lot of music, as we talked about. Oh, I'm sure the music cost them up. I don't see how this movie did not bankrupt Heavy Metal Magazine or Sony Pictures. Yeah. uh, Because it only made back $546,545. You're joking. No. Oh, wow. Plus, it was also made in Canada. Uh Uh-huh. It had a wider release in Canada. Did not really show it up in the United States. You know how this didn't bankrupt them? They, they wrote it off as a loss on their taxes. Well, most likely. <laughs> but, you know, the TriStar went under because of one bad decision. Oh, I know. Um, so, anyway, yeah, it didn't make any money. And it's a cult favorite. How did we find this movie? I want to know why they thought making this movie was a good idea. Because um, artists want to create art. No, I get that. And I get somebody that. convinced somebody somewhere that this was a good idea. And wow. they were like, yeah, it is a good idea. Heavy Metal Magazine was behind it. Um, there is a sequel. Is there? It's called Heavy Metal 2000. Hmm. Uh, it stars Julie Strain 
as a warrior woman. It is one continuous story. So it is not an anthology. Is it more like the the Tarna story then? It's more like Tarna in space. Mm-hmm. Um, Julie Strain is six foot one, flat footed. Wow. And she always wears stilettos. So she's like six four, six mm-hmm. six, something like that. Um, she looks like a warrior. Mm-hmm. She she did a lot of B movies where she was nude. Um, she did. Uh, Vampirella. She was the on the cover, the live action covers of Vampirella hmm. um, during the two thousands, and she just fit the part. So, and this movie took a long time to make hmm. because they were they couldn't compete with the animation from the first one. Yeah, and so they were like, "Well, we have to have state of the art animation." And what they what they got was a mixture of animation, rotoscope, and CGI. Oh wow. And in none of it worked. I've seen the movie one time on IFC, I think. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I just sat there going, they could have just done the other movie better. Yeah. They could have just done the other movie, found three different popular stories, uh-huh. and just stuck them in with another evil Lochnar, and maybe put Julie Strain in as a, you know, Tarakian to yeah. kill the thing at the end. Yeah. They didn't do that. So this movie spawned off a lot of uh, parodies and it inspired other things. Like one of my favorites is that South Park episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's just hilarious. It's like season 12 of South Park. I think so. Um, it's called, what was it called? Something like Just Boobs or something I like that. I don't remember. And uh, yeah, Kenny, Kenny. Yeah. Uh, gets high on cat urine. Oh, is that what he was? Yeah. It was so, just, it was funny. We got that going and for us. And he wanted to stay there. There's other adult-oriented animated movies that I've seen. One's called uh, Forbidden Planet. Mm-hmm. It's on HBO Max. It's part of the Criterion Collection. It's in French. And it is done in an experimental style as well. Interesting. Uh, Fire and Ice was like a barbarian-type animated show, movie. Mm-hmm. And it got, it was really weird too hmm. then we got wizards it was pg but they said the f word twice in it so i don't know how that's pg interesting um, mark, i don't know mark hamill was in that movie really yeah um wasn't aeon flux one of those that's way later way later that's that's into the 90s right yeah there. but i'm talking around the 80s oh okay 80s and 70s they they were trying to make cartoons that just weren't for kids mm-hmm. that makes sense because people like cartoons i mean we like rick and morty yeah south park i mean we like cartoons yeah, yeah. south park rick and morty you know adventure time whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it there's adult themes in all of those mm-hmm. they don't have to be filthy right no i mean i think that's why the simpsons are still on the air and yeah. family guy yeah family guy's a little filthy at times but right i think they're trying to get canceled <laughs> i think he's just pushing it to see how far he could go before they actually cancel his yeah. show <laughs> so this uh, this movie was experimental and it was something that you need to see it to believe it kind of deal yeah um it's not one for kids in the room at no all. good lord no the cover should show you that yeah but you know questionable yeah anyway that's 
the show in a nutshell. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, let us know on Facebook. Happy Fun Time Movie Hour. If you have seen Heavy Metal or if you like the movie or hate the movie, you can tell us. Start a discussion. Yeah. If you like Twitter even more, go ahead and go to that. We're on... Twitter's at, just so hard to be on right now. At Funtime Movies 1, that is Funtime Movies and the number one. Yeah, I know. It's just so hard. Yeah. It's a little hard to be anywhere on social media right now. Yeah, social media is the devil. Like us, subscribe to us, share us to your friends, much like George and Martin and Luke did. Thanks, guys. Yeah. We're big in France. <laughs> We're the number one podcast, uh, movie podcast in Arkansas. I think we're the only... We are the only one, but we're number one. (laughs) I can't believe there isn't somebody else. Yeah, me either. But anyway, I don't know what movie we're going to do next yet. I've got some ideas. We might go down the uh, old Skinamax road for the next movie. Oh, boy. Yeah, you'll like this one. It's funny. It's like if the Dukes of Hazzard was dirty. Ugh. It's very funny, though. Okay. So, anyway, like us and all that other stuff, because I keep saying like us. Please like us. Share us. Yeah. Go to ratethispodcast.com slash movie, and then turn on your Amazon Prime, watch a movie, make it Vivarium. <laughs>